Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365. After a good single malt, you sound like one. What can I get you guys? Oh, the usual podcast whiskey, something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves. Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes. That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about? Our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. Hey, Moraine, episode 59. And that is the last time we've done that. It It has to be over. Finished. Finished. Done. Replaced with something new. Better. Better, new. Funkier. Jazzier. No, bluesier. Bluesier, yes. Bit of saxophone. Yes. So, so we're, we're talking about the intro music, of course. We are, of yes. course. Yes. Because next episode, we will be 60 strong. Yep. Wow. 60 evenings sitting here like this talking crap. <laughs> what could we have done if we had those 60 hours to do them again? What would we do? Well, the thing is, it's not 60 hours. I mean, we're recording for 60 hours. We're blabbering on about an hour beforehand. We're tasting a whiskey for an hour afterwards. And then you have to mix it all down for three hours uh, on, on a Sunday morning while everyone's asleep. All sensible people are still asleep. So it's, it's a lot of hours that go into each and every episode. That is true. And thank you for that. And I would do nothing different. No, me neither. This Except so changing the intro music, maybe. We are going to change time. the intro yes. music. Everybody get ready, because we have a new soundtrack, again written by the same musician that created this one. Exactly. We're not using some rip-off from the internet, nope. just some like freebie music. No, we are doing things in a proper way. So we have a guy that plays a gazillion instruments he and does, he yes. just made uh, the, the riff that you hear as the intro music he just created that just spe- specifically for us and we just asked him to do another one with the hint of what we had in the past with something new for the future and we happen exactly. to know he plays yes. awesome saxophone yes. so keep our lineage our heritage and then just move on modernize modernize today is the may the 4th so the, the may the 4th be with you it is may the 4th be with and you. Uh, so it's time to announce well by the time you hear this it will be a little bit later but it's nice to announce that we are gonna modernize the podcast with a new intro music and not yes. only new intro music new branding pictures yes, exactly yes. yes we will be slimmer 20 years younger absolutely moderner <laughs> more moderner yes exactly and we're tasting a very strange whiskey tonight we are this whiskey is american and um when i tasted this a week ago um i described it as um fruity with a nose of old socks Yes. But awesome. I'm I'm looking so much <laughs> forward to this. Oh, God. Yes. I, I already had a little sniff. And yes, dirty socks is definitely the thing that 
came forward, yeah. It is uh, an interesting mm-hmm. whiskey. And yeah. that's what we've said, of course, for the last 59 episodes. We talk about some pretty cool tech stuff. People always get something from these podcasts. Yes. Um, well, to be honest, I always get something from these podcasts as well. So, oh, it's yeah. a it's a win win. Yes, it's, it's a it's a absolute yes. win win. So, uh, so yes, so we're going to American for the whiskey, and we've got a classic conversation to have tonight. Exactly. I think somebody said to us a few weeks ago that we're not really covering uh, enough of the basics, and True. I think this is. Uh, one of the things that a lot of organizations are struggling with, I think. Well, I think it's also a question that we now raise whenever we go to a new customer anyway. Yes. And I think anybody in our game, any consultant out there, anybody IT manager that is thinking about going to the cloud or that is moving to the cloud are asking this question. Yes. And the question is... Um, do I actually drink a bourbon or should I stick with a smoke? No, 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 of course not. The other question, yes. The other question. So the real question is, is what tools do you start with when you consider collaboration for your organization? And there are only two really concepts to think about. One is, do I go... Do I go Teams? MS Teams. And the other one, of course, is do I stick with good old traditional, never changed, low risk? I'm not biased in any way by my response. SharePoint. Exactly. <laughs> Steve is going to be Team SharePoint. I'm going to be Team Teams. Okay. And, and we already know what the answer is going to be at the end. It will be... It depends. It depends. Yes. Because there are some criterias. But hopefully what you will learn as we go through this is some of those criterias that, that should be considered. Exactly, exactly. So that's the question we're going to answer today. Uh, we've talked about the whiskey we're going to do. Uh, we've told everybody we've got a new theme tune. So that's our structure sorted. Check, check, Bomb. check. Yes. <laughs> and now the big difficulty will be not to deviate from the plan anymore. What not plan? To have... We never have a plan. <laughs> okay. All okay, right, okay. cool. Okay. So there, so there you go. I am going to Office 365 or Microsoft 365. Um, I am starting my collaboration and I have a choice of SharePoint and MS Teams. But before we start, we really should just let people, to clarify, you're going to use both applications. So if you're going to go to SharePoint, you're using SharePoint. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to go to MS Teams, you're using SharePoint and MS Teams. SharePoint in the back end and Teams as the presentation layer where the the user interface that you're going to use. So so that's where this fits into play. And uh, as an MS Teams, of course, that layer has been designed by Microsoft to give them a bunch more flexibility and and functionality. And so so that's where we're going. Um, So... Where do you want to start with this then? The first question might be, where are we coming from? Does it matter if I'm coming from file shares or if I'm coming from SharePoint 2013, SharePoint 2010, or maybe something else? That's true. There's a, a very famous actor whose name has just disappeared out of my head now, I thought about the quote, who says, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. It didn't sound like that. But anyway, it was a cartoon yeah. character okay. before okay. something landed on his head, probably. But, uh, oh, but yeah, it was Laurence okay. Olivier, actually. Okay. Uh, but it, but it's true. Your past does dictate where your, your future is in mm. terms of... And there's no truer... That this sounds so crappy, really, now I've started this bit of conversation. But it is true. When you go to an organization and you say, well, how do you collaborate today? 
Yes. All right? It's important. Yes. We, we are not going to turn the company on its head. All right? We're trying to ease them into collaboration. We're trying to make it a comfortable move forward. So knowing how they work today, knowing the structure around that is important yes. for, for you to make those yeah. kinds of decisions. And also to make the business case, like how are you collaborating now? What are the problems with collaborating now? What, what are the fix? problems that you have right now? And what are the implications of those problems? So that we know where to focus on, that we know where to, for example, if we're going to communicate about the solution, that we know where to put the emphasis on. If everybody's complaining about they can't find anything, then we should stress on the fact that everything will be now much more searchable for example so that's i was getting the same thing that's where the value is isn't it yes i remember in a past podcast we we talked about the different applications and you you know you said well why are you going to the cloud yes which is obviously one of those key questions yeah. so exactly so let's let's start picking some of these reasons well, out it's probably well, also to to like kind of answer my own question does it matter where you're coming from i would say no Ooh, and I would say yes. Well, it's definitely good to know because then you know, well, if you know the problems and the implications, you know how to emphasize or on what things to emphasize and what things to really bring in there. But then again, you are, if you're going to SharePoint or Teams and you're coming from an old version of SharePoint, you're coming from a file share, you're coming from something else, what you're actually going to do well, what I think you should do is actually design a new way of working. Like you, you've been working with tools in the past. Now you're going to go to a new tool. You need to create new ways of working together. Like I have done tonight. Have you? Yes. So what people don't realize, we did talk, a, you know, we had a survey um, and... Uh, you know, we had the, the we had a one hundred percent response that said <laughs> yes. we needed more structure. Yes, um, and uh, so one of the things that I'm very aware of now, I'm working from home, is I have no whiteboard. So I purchased this week a whiteboard stand, a nice little mobile one, and we have post-its on it to try and provide us with a little bit of structure. Yes. And to be it, honest, you put uh, post-its on there while I took the, the little... Um, they're called pens. Pen, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was just drawing on it, yes. But, yeah. but what you guys can't see is Moraine is standing next to it like an instructor. He can't pull himself away from it. No, so. I'm, I'm, I'm more like the Wheel of Fortune lady in, in, this, <laughs> in this underwear just trying to... To swivel all those letters. But, yeah. but it is true. It, it is about knowing where you want to go to. What are your goals and objectives? Yes. But I don't believe that not knowing where you come from is something you kind of should just ignore. I know you said that you shouldn't ignore it, but you said it doesn't matter. And I think it matters immensely. And by the time we get to the end of this podcast and we try and say, hey, you should go to MS Teams or, or SPA, we said that it will depend. If you mm -hmm. don't consider where you've come from, what are you depending on? No, you need to depend on, on for example, the processes that you have in place. In place. And yes, exactly. But not about the, for example, you have a report that you get in every month and you need to save those. Okay, that's, that's all cool. But um, you still need to save that report. It's just the way how you're going to do that and the way how you're going to distribute it and save it and 
whatever, that will be totally different. The whole decision that we're going to take here around SharePoint or MS Teams is based upon how easy your organization will adopt to the new technology. Yes, that is a big factor. Yes. It's, it's the factor. Yes. Because our success and the company's success and Microsoft's success is all based upon people effectively using these new tools. Now, unpopular opinion, they just need to. They just need to. If the company says, okay, this is the tool that we're going to use. Yeah, I don't really like this tool. Okay, uh, grow up, grow a pair and just start using this tool. Uh, there you go. Consultancy service, thug style <laughs> by Moraine. <laughs> yes. No, but really, like, give people a, a fair amount of training until they know how to use the tool. All right. We did adoption before. Let's not go yes, there. No, we're okay, talking okay. About, I get that. About where I we're get at. that. Yes. However, okay, the amount of training and documentation and communication you need to do is going to be about the distance between where I am now and where you think you're going to want them to arrive, okay? And the level of change between one or the other and how many stages of change. True. And if that gap is too big, you're just giving yourself, you know. It, all right, so um, how long do you think it takes to go from turning on your tenant to being... Uh, to, live. to being no 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 oh. live is just 10 minutes set it up turn it on it's live but adding value to the business are we talking weeks months or years that depends very much on how you're rolling stuff out agreed if it's so if it's a small company with fairly simple processes it's going to be fairly easy. Or if you're really going to pinpoint one process, like for example, we've got a 5,000 person company, but we're going to start with HR. We're going to start with IT or we're going to start with something. That's that true is going to bring immense amount of value for those people right away. That's right. Because those yeah. people never collaborate with anybody else in the business. <laughs> so there's the classic yes. error. Yes. Classic error. Okay. But... Um, but you see what I'm trying to say here? Yes. So you do need to understand exactly how comfortable people are with their existing technology. Yes. I have moved this piece of paper between John on my left, filled out my sections, and then put it away in that file there under the latest date with 45 as the extension number on the right code for the last 25 years. All right, so where do you want me to put it now? And exactly. that's not the answer, Murray, not the one that you were thinking of, Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So then you have to sit there and, and try and say, okay, look, we're going to start off by putting it here. And and we're not going to get you to fill out a bunch of metadata. You're just mm -hmm. going to drop it in there and away you go. And then we'll start looking at how we can automate those labels and search exactly. and all that kind of stuff. So, so somewhere away, there's a design. And then when you've got that design, then you choose whether you're SharePoint or Teams. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Because well, how can you choose the tools if you don't know what you're going to do? It's called strategy. Exactly. <laughs> but the order of decision is, okay, we are trying to improve collaboration. These, this organization has never used SharePoint before. Bless you. All right. And uh, <laughs> you're just allergic to a whiteboard. It's the I dust. I think so. Yes. It's yes. the dust from the whiteboard. Bloop. There we go. Oh. Feel better? Ooh. 
Um, do you know, yes. Do you know, apparently a sneeze is the nearest thing in terms of chemical exchange in your body to an orgasm. Probably. Not that yes. we're diversifying no, no. or pulling subjects off no. the shelf in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But yeah, apparently a sneeze is the nearest thing in terms of chemicals. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So what about the advantages and disadvantages then? So rather than making a decision, because we have those no scenarios as such, yeah. tell me why teams. Give me a couple of reasons why teams are the way to go. Well, especially now where everyone's been doing meetings online in teams everybody's already using Teams. So it kind of makes sense that we would also bring other parts of their daily work into Teams as well. Uh, why are they using Teams and not WebEx? Because they're sensible and they're, they care about their money and they don't want to throw all their money into Cisco expensive gear. So you're saying this company set up a tenant already just to do communications in Teams. That's that's the wrong scenario. Okay. Surely they would have done Skype. Yes, but maybe they want to improve and not have their uh, lawnmower commercial uh, showing when they're Skyping. That's one of the reasons why one of my customers was actually using Skype before, like consumer Skype. And then we actually said at some point, okay, maybe it's time to move to like the professional edition of Skype because yeah, if you're opening Skype consumer, you just get commercials for the last thing you've been browsing for. <laughs> yeah, if you've true. been shopping for your wife for a birthday present, you will see all those things popping up in, in Skype consumer. Okay. So anyway, your argument for going teams is because they'll already be using teams for communications. Well, yes. A lot of organizations have been using Office 365, mainly Teams, just for online meetings and, and chat. So we've answered the question there. So don't need to worry about this anymore. Exactly. Okay, So fine. let's bring on the whiskey. Oh, no. I honestly think that's a very broad assumption from you. It's actually <laughs> kind of a bit... Yeah, Too broad. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly okay. don't think it's true. Look at the growth of MS Teams this year. Yes. Those people were not using MS Teams before. Uh, no, because that's the growth, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, but yeah. that growth uh -huh. has been implied by the, by yeah, the status. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So those people, so you're saying because you're using it for meetings, you should start using it for collaboration. Yes, that as well, because it was kind of invented for collaboration. No, it wasn't? It was. It wasn't. No, it was. It was, it was because not. there was something on the market called Slack. And Microsoft said, oh, we're going to buy Slack. And Slack said, no. And then Microsoft said, okay, then we're just going to build something ourselves. And, and then Slack, Slack was about email. Slack was about yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, exactly. doing yes. communications yes. in a different way. It wasn't yes. about collaboration. The advantage that Teams had over Slack it's was that he had this great ability to connect to SharePoint and provide document library and collaboration capability, yeah. which it obviously didn't initially anyway. No. But they eventually built there. Teams is designed to be that one tool to manage all the other stuff in your organization. It's your OneDrive uh, pops up there. You've got your teams to do your collaboration. You've got your meetings. You've got your chat. You've got your tasks. You've so got your... On that whiteboard that you're so gladly touching and Fondling. being close to, yes. there's a 
big blue sticker on the right hand side where my post-its on what is the first item in that complexity MS Teams is too complex to suddenly move people to start collaboration from so how do you start collaboration on a document in MS Teams? I think I put a note on there of how many times, yes. how many clicks you have. Set VR. Setting oh, no. up. That's oh, my set up. Oh, yeah. Not, okay. right. Setting up Teams is complex. But is it though? Yes, it's complex. Setting up a team is okay. just create new team. This is my name of the team. This is the people that I want to invite. Is it going to be open for everyone or is it just going to be us? Okay, it's just us. Okay, now I've got my team. Okay, what are we going to talk about? These are the topics that we're going to talk about. I will create those as channels and we can start collaborating. Okay, so, you, so you've set this up to allow them to have connectors, no connectors. You've allowed them to set up private channels, I'm, no I'm private just, channels. Just talking about... I'm talking about whether you get a company to go to MS Teams or SharePoint. You cannot just think about the user experience. You can't. You've got to think about this, the governance behind it, the access, the protection of the content, uh, where the documents are going to be. Um, there's all of that admin stuff setting up these things are quite complex. SharePoint is easy. MS no, Teams well, is hard. <laughs> is it though? Because if you go into the MS Teams uh admin center there are probably around 10 things that you need to set up have you tried it when is the yes. last time you tried it have you gone to the sharepoint admin center and tried to make sense of all the 100,000 settings that you might okay, or might you know, not want to have you know i'm just just <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm going to count them i'm i'm just saying that making decisions on teams or making decisions on sharepoint it's it's at the basic level it's easier to set up admin for SharePoint than it is for Teams. Because in SharePoint, you just want to say, okay, do I want to open this up for external users or not? Um, well, let's just take a very simple approach. So here is the SharePoint admin. I'm just bringing it up on this monitor that just happens to be sharing which whiskey we're going to be uh, drinking today. So okay. we'll just do a very quick mm -hmm. rundown. So I've okay. got one, two, three, four, five, six sections in the navigation yeah and then you've got right. some advanced and more yeah, features yeah, we've, we've, and we've got all of those mm -hmm, things so mm -hmm. the more features maybe yeah, okay. another five or six yeah. all right so then we'll pick up teams and i can click my button and go to the right place here all right so all of a sudden uh well this but never all of a sudden yes boom. but we're, we're also kind of comparing apples with oranges we are a little bit but it yes. is still about the complexity oh look yes. at that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Exactly. So there is a lot more depth. But and in terms to be of the end user, complexity. Okay. So you're gonna no, say No, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about governance being complex or are you talking about the learning curve for the end user? Well, there's there's a bit of both, isn't there? Yes. Okay. All right. So I get that. Because Teams requires you to work in a different way then you've probably worked before. If you're coming from a file share or an old version of SharePoint, you're going into Teams for collaboration. Teams Define will require the collaboration. You. I've asked you to do this once earlier and you, you went messaging and that was it. What about working together on the same document? Yes. I know you well, can those, do it, but... Of course, and those are just your SharePoint features popping up in Teams. Yes, so to go to a document library, how many clicks do you need? 
You go to the team. You go to the channel. So you, you, you go select, you to select the, teams. Yes. You then go to the channel. Okay. Sorry. You so you select teams. You go yes. to the team. Yes. You choose the channel. Yes. You then choose the tab files. Files. Yes. And you're in the document library. Yes. So I'm only allowed one document library. How many SharePoint sites? Well, of course or not. Team, so you got of multiple. Not. So how do I add a of second course. document library? Super easy. There are two very easy ways. One is to do it uh, as a new tab. So for example, you've got a procedures document okay, library. So, so, just, so let's yes. just follow the steps then. Okay. I need a second library on a tab. So yes. where do I go to create so the library? You, wherever you want. On it the could, SharePoint site. It could be another team. On the SharePoint site. It could be on the SharePoint. It no, could no, be I, an existing. I have to go to the SharePoint you site to create to. the second library. Well, if you want to create a new library, of yes, course. of course. Yes. Yes. So yes. I want to create a new library because it's a completely different subject matter. For now. I like but for example, if you look if you look at the fact no 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 no. I'm 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 not I'm not trying to diss you in any way, but no, I don't take it that way. But for as a fact, like how Microsoft is now pulling out lists out of SharePoint, maybe they would also do that in the future. I've got no idea if they're if they're gonna do that. This this is not not some MVP knowledge or whatever. I have no idea if they're gonna do that. But if they would lift document libraries out of SharePoint as well and just allow you from Teams or from somewhere else just to say, look, I need a new document repository. Click a new repository somewhere. I don't know. So let's let's do it from my perspective. Yes. Then. So yes. now the end user goes to a SharePoint site. So instantly they're in the space that they're working within. I don't have to choose which space I'm working within no, now. I'm you need, in the space. You need to know which SharePoint site it is. And for that, That's you bullshit. probably you, need the URL or just, you need to be going there every once in a while so that it, it, it pops up or you need to follow it or you need okay. to have the so, URL I'm somewhere. going to my MS. This is turning into a pissing <laughs> contest, isn't it? So I need, to, I go to my MS team sites and I have... 10 sites on my teams and not one of them is the place I need to go to. Okay, so now I have to kind of scroll down to all these teams to find the site that I want. Oh, it's not listed there. But somebody said that it's on that team site. Why can I not find that team site? So now I have to go add team, find the site that I'm supposed to be going to for the content and then connect it and add it into my MS Teams application. Whereas that URL that came by the email from John that said, hey, the document is in this document library called Finance on this link. I go click and it's there. Or I go to SharePoint, of course, and I just search for the name of the site in the search bar and it's click there. So that's easier than MS Teams. <laughs> this is turning into fun. But yes. So I honestly, I honestly no. think there's a... There's a, there's a choice here, okay? You, but you cannot take away that MS Teams from a, is, has got a higher and longer learning curve in terms of getting to your content. And the thing about SharePoint, the advantage to SharePoint is what I've just said. When you're in the site, I'm in the zone that I'm working in. You know, any list that I create is, is in there. The multiple document libraries exactly. are in there. Yeah, everything the is, in there, is in there. Except that one email that John just sent about that document. Oh, that's in my email. Okay, so MS Teams then, all right? So can I get my email then from MS Teams? 
No, you can't because so, John will not be sending an email. John will be posting a conversation. In a team site that's yeah. not on my MS Teams. So I don't see it. Of course not. No. But he needs to add you. He needs to add you on the on the on the oh. SharePoint team side as well. On because if you don't if you don't have access to the SharePoint site, you will not see it anyway. Why? I go to the site and he says share and he puts my name in and I get an email with a link on it and then I get to the site. Yes. Right? Yes. Bottom line is no, I'm not, because I'm going to force you to say it's easy on SharePoint, so I'll repeat the same thing and say. Okay. Because MS Teams is an application generally, it's limited in terms of what it can do. Because that is true. Because of what it's trying to do, which it's trying yes. to give you, it's basically trying to replicate the SharePoint web page from Office in terms not, of access not even, to different sites. Not even that. I yeah. have to say, in terms of that functionality, like the, the proper things that SharePoint can do, SharePoint is way ahead of what you can do in Teams. For example, Teams doesn't allow you to fill in metadata, for example. I know, document. I was going to get to that. Yeah, that is, for me, that is one of the big downsides of, of properly using Teams in a proper scenario. Now, there is yeah. also a strength to this as well. So the fact that it's an application is, it has an Outlook feel to it. So I, can, I go to Outlook as an end user, and most people now know Outlook, or you know they know more or less what they can do with it. You know, it's it's yes, I've heard of Outlook before at the job interview, and I'll get used to it, and they do. Yeah. And and of course, Microsoft are relying upon people having that same go-to with MS Teams. In that you know, so it's a little bit like on Outlook. Yeah, but you can send that email into a folder. So every time that email comes in from that person, it goes into that folder. Really? Can I do that? There's a level of learning curve there and it's very similar to on this team site somebody will make a comment and you're good to go i actually kind of hate this whole notification thing in ms teams okay so but that's probably because you're not using it in the right way okay mr or iron the... <laughs> freaking mighty then why what no. am i doing wrong no 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 i'm just saying this notification system works as you know just like it should on outlook for when when people are collaborating in the organization and you or they should send you an email where you are in the cc and you shouldn't be you shouldn't have to read it it's not information that you need to know in order to do your job if you're in the cc uh, square so for that they can just post that information on a team if they need you to do something with it, that you need to be put in the to field. And for that, in Teams, the, equi the equivalent is actually tagging you or tagging a group of people. And that is the thing that you should get on your notifications. So, so your so notifications should only be the items that you need to do something with. Okay, so in MS Teams, okay? Yeah. Um, and... and Actually, folks, I want to apologize. This was supposed to be a nice, simple question on choosing between rolling out, first of all, with SharePoint or MS Teams, and it's turning into a great battle. Which no, it's not. Yes, it is. Which we're also already 33 minutes into. Oh, wow. Just to let okay. you know. Right, but, but just going back to that. Yeah. So in, in Outlook, and I know we're not even talking about freaking Outlook, but that's okay. We'll get there. So in Outlook, I get two levels. I get emails that I'm in the two line. Mm -hmm. emails that I'm in the 
copied line. Yeah. And I actually get the blank copied line, of course. But let's yeah. not let's talk about that. So what two levels do I have in MS Teams? So, well, it, so no, no, no. Oh, okay. We're just mm-hmm. talking about an email that gets sent to me. So a mm-hmm. message that gets sent to me. Yeah. And a message that gets sent to me that I don't need to look at because it's not urgent. So okay. how do I do those in MS Teams? Well, the the one that you are in the two line, you should be notified about that. The one in the CC line, that will be sent somewhere in, in one of the channels. And that channel will become bold yes. to say, look, somebody wrote something here. Yes. So if you've got time and if you're willing, you can look it up. You can click on the bold channel and then it will show you. You have got such a cocky attitude onto you at the moment. Oh, it's sorry. Fun to watch. Oh, sorry no, 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 about No, 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 no. That's, that's definitely not the vibe that I want to give. Um, so but that's, a, that's a natural thing then, obviously. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that's actually that. how, how, how that works. So it, it will just show a channel in bold. Then you can just click on channel C. It will automatically start showing where you left off. Um, so if you haven't been there for two weeks, you will just roll up everything that you haven't seen the last two weeks. Um, and that will all be that information that you have, that would be nice to know for you. All right. Yeah. And then messages that I really must look at? Well, those are in the in the Outlook 2 field. So those are the ones where you should be notified so that's right. where people should tag you as a person so or tag the, do, the channel or the how team. do i know from my ms teams interface that they're the higher priority ones and the bold ones because they're the ones that will be in your notification number so you will see notification six okay if you click on that you will have six items there if you click on one item it will actually show you that conversation or that post where you're tagged where you need to do something and also, even better, because I know where you're going. I don't always have teams open. I don't always want to look at my teams. That's okay, because it also comes in an email. You can set that up if how, how fast you want to get that email. That email will just say, hey, this person tagged you with this question or this topic. And then you can just reply on that email or click on that reply button in the email to just reply on that conversation without having to leave your email application which i think is a brilliant feature so actually it's all about email it's nothing to do with sharepoint online or ms teams no. anyway it's about communication uh, coordination okay. we're, we're and collaboration collaboration yes. so we're trying to talk about knowing exactly. that content or yes. knowing something has been modified that i need to change yes so i need to work on this document with john yeah so he tells me that it's he sends me a link so I then get a choice of MS Teams or SharePoint. I'm, yeah. I'm still not going. I've still not really worked out whether I go one way or the other. So we do know then that MS Teams does have some issues uh, around a learning curve. Yes. So that's yes. one of the because downsides. If you really want to want to properly use Teams, you need to learn how to manage. And that conversation, and the files, and the tasks, and the and the yeah. and the and the okay. And, and I'm not suggesting it's impossible to learn. No, exactly, because it's it's, I think actually quite easy to learn because I've also given lots and lots and lots of training to people to start using SharePoint, which is also not that easy to learn. No. It is much better now with the modern sites and the modern libraries. It makes it. 
500,000% easier to work with SharePoint, to create metadata columns, to create views, to filter, all those things. So much easier with modern libraries, absolutely. But it's still, SharePoint still has a learning curve. You still need to train people on SharePoint. You Agreed. need to train people on Teams. So which has got the shallowest learning curve? File share. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer I yes. like that but yeah the, so no. SharePoint does have a sh as, as a, a, shower, a, a shallower curve I tell you why it does because you are focusing just on one site you're in the site whereas with MS Teams you've always got visibility of the other sites there's it's also just, the, the other fluff you like docu your documents and your chats and your meetings Correct. and your calendar exactly yeah so I, I think that if you are in a role where you focus on one task, one process uh, on a, for a longer period of time with less interaction with multiple people, then the SharePoint side is probably where you need to be. And of course, it doesn't matter yes. because you as a person can be in SharePoint and somebody else in your team can still be in MS Teams. It's, exactly. But the question here is exactly. about what we would start with. And you're going to start with everybody in the same boat. Yeah. All right. So we have said, depending upon the level of understanding of the people, if they're currently very manual and only have a file share mm -hmm. and maybe they get a few emails a day, trying to get them into MS Teams would be difficult. But trying yes. to get them into SharePoint might be easier in that instance, in that in that certification. Yeah. If it's a tech company or a, a highly a high engineering company where they're used to dealing with software and CAD CAM machines or you know with uh, ERM systems or those kinds of things, then maybe you take that learning curve in a different way and you say, well, you know, you guys are dealing with software for 70% of your time. I think ultimately you'd be better to, to do the jump and go to MS Teams, potentially. Mm, You're still not convinced. I, no, well, let's, I, I don't, let's choose a different subject. I don't really agree mm. on that one. Can I can I bring you my example of my no, current no, I, project? No, no, no. I, I saw okay. you, I watched you write all over the board. So I'm trying. My objective is not to get to that subject, just so that you think you wasted your time earlier. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just want to touch no. on one more thing first, yes. and then by all means, let's look yes. at those choices. Another reason that I thought MS Teams was a kind of a, a less no one is it's a poor migration tool. All right, if you're migrating a file share. Yeah. Into one location, and you're saying, yeah. hey, I've got 200 folders here and then subfolders, and you're throwing that into one document library in MS Teams. I think that it's a harder process than if you're actually saying, hey, this is a SharePoint site. These are those 10 top level folders in, in libraries and, and are easy to get to, to your content. So. Yes. Again, I think the question around migration is also part of the decision-making process here, whether I go with SharePoint or, or yeah. MS Teams. So you're saying if, if I want to go from whatever kind of solution into Teams, um, I'm copying 200 folders in there, but in Teams, I actually, if t for Teams to make sense, I actually need to make channels in Teams and then move those documents or those folders into the correct channels potentially yes yes that that is that's a valid point and, and yes. you can get it get quite messy if you've suddenly got yeah hey yes and there is a limit to the number of channels you can have so you can't have yes. one channel per folder no um, exactly but, and and i definitely don't yeah. encourage that either way and, and that is that's that's the point of that um learning kind curve. of that learning curve 
is and because Teams is isn't like a file share. It isn't like SharePoint. It's it not meant to be. It's not meant to be, but it requires a different way of working, which I think makes so much sense. You are working within a team or within a project. You've got a number of topics that you need to talk about, and those are your channels, and that's where your documents go. And I think that is kind of an, an easy way to go forward. And yeah. Yeah, cool. Right, you were saying you've got a, a working example you wanted to, to talk yes, through. Yes, exactly. And this so, is about migration as well, so I yes. was leading into it quite nicely for yes. you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> So right now I'm doing work for um, a university in the Netherlands, big university, few 10,000 students, few 10,000 employees uh, there as well. And we're actually migrating them from SharePoint 2013 into uh, Office 365. Now in this case, it's education, so they, they get a free tenant. So everybody was already doing their meetings uh, in Teams. They were all, for example, the, the lecturers were already giving their lectures uh, in Teams because all students had to be home, of course. Now, if we are moving our sites from SharePoint 2013 into uh, Office 365, we actually made uh, a distinction. We said, okay, those sites will either be old publishing sites, so they, those would be communication sites in SharePoint, and we would have collaboration sites, and those will be MS Teams. That's our big, the, the big Concept. line, yeah, the, the big line that we took. So for example, let's say if we got 300 sites, we had much, much more, but let's say 300 sites, uh, let's say 180 of those were, 180 <laughs> were uh, communication sites, and let's say 200 of those were collaboration sites and they were going into teams that left us with around for those 300 sites that left us with about 20 sites that weren't really collaboration that weren't really communication a lot of those were archives like old sites that we kind of still need to keep for a few years because of regulations and stuff like that so we kind of needed to keep them so they would go to uh, SharePoint team sites and we also had a few that had really a specific purpose. For example, that had uh, some info paths running on them or a really specific document-centric process. But, but these are technical decisions you're yes. taking here. Though. Yes. So yes, that's true. Yes. There are some and technical the, reasons. Well, the, the functional the decision was really simple. If you're working together with people, it goes to Teams. If it's to showcase something to a lot of people, it's going to go to a communication side. No, and, and there's there's no doubt that that makes sense at a high level. And of course, you're yes. going to have exceptions in all of cases. Of course, yes. So some of those exceptions wouldn't do. But yeah. um, that does that does bring me to uh, the functionality uh, around some of this stuff. Um, and that was I was thinking more uh, about uh, workflows and processes. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, if you've got a very detailed workflow managing data in a list you just can't do that on ms teams at the moment those workflows are not as strong and as in depth in terms of of what you can do in terms of those in terms of teams however 
No, so I know you're looking at me all gone out. Wait till I finish and yeah, you're yeah. Where I'm going. Okay. So, so for in terms of of SharePoint, for example, yeah. I have a process where I need ten people to find uh, to approve this financial document. Yeah. And I then need to also do an event log of who did it, what, when, where, and how, okay. and make yeah. sure they're all in place. Now that sure. is just easier to do in SharePoint and easier to present that content. I can you have, you I will can let that 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 behave yourself you so but it basically means i can build that whatever number of pages i need to display those event logs to display the status of those workflows and everything else if i try and do those in ms teams it's really like building an app don't just okay <laughs> okay i tell you a guarantee for now that in terms of page okay. usage uh-huh. all right sharepoint is going to wipe the floor with ms teams because i have to have the stuff on the left-hand side, the lists doing. I can only have. I have less real estate on a on a Teams page than anything else. And I yes. do accept that you can do a lot more things around workflows. However, yeah. if I want to build an application, if I want to build a really good strong form, if I want to be able to put it into the context of a structure uh, of a team, um, uh, with even if it has a workflow behind it, uh, if I want to use a lot of out of the box stuff with a with a really good uh, SDK then MS Teams is better at it it's better doing apps i think than doing process stuff so i think there's also that decision that i have to sort of say okay workflow versus apps may well decide that i go one way or another in terms of its other defining factor and also that depends on what your IT team is like so if you have a very strong dev IT team they can do a lot more with MS Teams than they can do with with SharePoint. Um, yeah, but the, the the nice thing about like small applications, if we're talking about power apps, they could be in Teams or they could be in SharePoint or correct. they could be their own app. So that kind of can be everywhere. But if we're really talking about those approvals that you were just mentioning, <laughs> I thought you'd hick on the approvals. No, of course, <laughs> yes, because I was dying to say like, know, have you looked at approvals? The approvals app in Office 365. So in Office 365, you've got this functionality. It's called approvals. <laughs> an app. It's an yeah no. It's it's not a separate app, but it's 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 a thing. I know. It's a thing that's coming from the Dynamics Power Platform world. Where actually a lot of the power. So for example, from. if you if if let's say eighty percent of your work is actually approving stuff. Um, that approval app might be the one thing you're looking for. Just put it in Teams in your left rail, and then every time something pops up that you need to approve, you can just do that from the app itself. Processes are not just about approvals. No, it's by true. a long, long way. All no, right. it's true. So, I mean, that's why I said a real in-depth approval. Yeah. Um, uh, you may well be approving more than one thing. As part you're, of the same process. Yes, and then yes. you're going to need to be able to pull them up quickly and easily. Yes. Maybe put them on separate screens. Yes. That's not going to be so easy to do if you're still within the within the MS team process. Of course, you no. can open them in applications. Yes. I understand that. So so for me, that workflow process versus that application would also be a deciding factor in terms of going kind of one way or another. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, just to kind of finish my view off here, and then I'm going to basically hand over and let you do yours because it really is 48 minutes in. Oh, wow. And we keep saying we're going to try and be cheap. <laughs> oh, no, but this is not an okay. easy question. It's a simple it's question, and yes. it is one that you need to not spend weeks deciding. Decide and run with it. But um, I think in SharePoint, a little knowledge goes a long way. 
So if if you teach people how to use a document library, how to use lists, you can let them get on with it and, and away you go. You know, I mean, I, I can go to a site, I can do these things quite quickly, I can create a new document library fairly quickly. And I think I think there's a little knowledge in a long way. Whereas in MS Teams, if you can manage MS Teams, then you can do a lot more things that are more complex and you can probably understand doing a lot more things better. So it's down to also the organization and the people in the organization and what you think they can deal with in terms of those deciding factors. So, uh, so, so my view, I still would go with MS Teams if I had the 10 tick boxes checked. But I think there's a lot more things to check to make the MS Teams decision at the moment than if you make the, the SharePoint decision at the moment. But I love your approach where you take the high-level view. Uh, the, the other thing, of course, is that development stuff like, you know, all the, you know, the Viva stuff. Um, all, all of the uh, synergy syntax stuff. Yes, you know, they're, yes. They're, you are going to be able to build a lot stronger applications on the MS team side. There's that new decision thing that uh, everybody's screaming about that looks quite neat, where you can. It's a third-party app for MS teams about putting the decisions in during the meeting, and uh, so that, okay, I need to look cool. into it in more detail. Yeah, but it looks cool. quite cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that, so my view, I can do a rundown of it later. But my view to me, it it you know for an organisation that is you know, a tech organization maybe or a strong engineering organization, I'd potentially go with the MS team side. And I'd test it, by the way. We'd, hey, try this application out, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's an organization that is really moving into collaboration in a new way, uh, based and they're basically just process-driven before, then I'd potentially point towards the SharePoint stuff. And again, mm -hmm. I would also test that as well. So that's where I'm kind of falling on a lot of this stuff. Uh, and I know you're, you know, cut you in half and it says MS Teams, well, my my view on this is if you're an organization that is very document heavy, not really communicating a lot, but very document heavy. For example, one of my customers, their main thing is they're creating uh, reports, environmental reports for organizations uh, and, and local uh, municipalities and stuff like that. So they're major thing is they're creating documents and what they do is they just do their work in SharePoint they create an empty uh, report and everybody just starts writing their own stuff in that report there's not a lot of communication and conversation to be had on the so SharePoint is brilliant for them now on the other hand if you are working together with a bunch of people and you have a lot of knowledge uh, no not really knowledge but if you have a lot of thinking to do together so if you need to bounce ideas around if you need to sit together and think things through i think teams is uh, the better solution for that now as you said um you've learning... said already yes <laughs> so learning curve wise uh, i think they're both equally um no they're they're not the same sharepoint might be a little easier but as you said sharepoint might be a little easier but if you master teams or if you get the basic knowledge of teams you can go much further because teams is really that front-end application that will bring you to your calendar your meetings your chats your documents and 
the approvals, for example, and all the other stuff. So the Teams thing that goes much further than just the documents in SharePoint. Now, as I said, if you're a document-heavy solution, uh, if you're a document-centric company... Can I company, simplify this for people? Yes. I have four things written down from where we spoke about. I think Good. that the things to consider are the learning curve. So... You, yes. you said for five minutes, I can say yes. in 30 seconds. So decide on your learning curve. Can people yes. manage it or can people not? What is their, their mindset? I think that's important. And you're absolutely right. If an organization wants to do, you know, a lot of sort of live in the moment, MS Teams is the tool to do it. Whereas, uh, but do the learning curve. The migration thing is important. Work out what you've got to migrate. Setting something up and then find you can't easily move your content into it without you know, that's not where you need to get to. And I think the key thing you said was, are you a collaborative company or are you a communications company? If you deal with 500 emails a day, if you're going to turn those into messages, your message count is going to go up probably another 50% on top of that if they all become messages. And the sorting tools for messages kind of is not so easy as if I'm managing emails coming through if there's large numbers of them. I, I actually looked over somebody's shoulder the other day on MS Teams and they had 1,200 messages in MS Teams. Yes, but, but I know so many people who've got 5,000 exactly. emails in They're their in inbox I get as it. well. I get it. But yeah. to me, emails still have a, a... At the moment, I'm sure it will change a better way of prioritizing those things and sorting them and working them. I don't know. Again, I, I don't know. I, I, I there's, can't. There's another podcast episode just to be had there around is, notifications. You know? So here's Definitely. the question. How do I sort my notifications by date of arrival in MS Teams? Uh, I can't, you know, so I, I don't know either. And, and maybe that's new functionality. Dear Jeff, <laughs> it would be really good if. And then and then the other thing is uh, about that apps and workflows. I think yes. you really need to think about the processes in the company. If they are approvals, great. There's an app that will do it and there'll be other apps coming around the corner. So I think that the learning curve, the migration, the collaboration versus communication, the workflow versus apps, I think they're all part of the decision-making process that, says, do I launch collaboration in this organization through SharePoint or do I launch collaboration through this organization mm. through MS Teams? And do I want a better short-term decision and I will grow into something different or do I want to take the long-term decision and live with the pain now knowing that we'll be in a better place? And there's one thing that guarantees that we have to say the real answer to all this is... It depends. It depends. It I really even had does. that written yes. on the board from this yes. morning. And also, as a, as a final thing to say, you can also do both. Like that one, that one company that does those reports all in SharePoint, they're also using Teams for their internal projects where they really need to think together and really need to spawn ideas. They're using Teams for that, for all those document-heavy projects that they do, they're using SharePoint online. But I'm guessing they started on SharePoint and moved to Teams. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's the logical. But if you're starting today, if you're starting today with a file share, all of those questions and you're going to Office about, 365. We need to go to Teams. <laughs> go to SharePoint. All right. Cool. 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 Um, right. Now, time for some dirty socks. Time for some dirty socks. We are going. While I'm going to just pass this over to you and let you pour it out while I just introduced uh, the whiskey and where we're going to. So we're going to uh, America. 
we're actually going to the uh, top left-hand side, very, very close, incredibly close, actually, to the owner of the product that we've been talking about today. So we're going to Portland, uh, Oregon, which is just south of uh, Seattle and Washington and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's up there. Westwood Whiskey Distillery mm-hmm. is where the company comes from, and they are uh, a beer. The uh, they're a, it's a, a beer, beer brewer, okay. craft beer brewer, and it's actually um, uh, yeah yeah. Don't short short yourself. Uh, no no no. Uh, but um, yes, so this beer, this whiskey is actually made from the beer mix, the mash. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and because uh, the guy used to be a craft brewer. Okay, um, and uh, then yeah, there's there the some companies that do that. We know there one is, in Belgium as well. The yeah. last one we tasted last yeah, week did exactly, exactly the same. Um, so yes, it's it's Westwood whiskey, um, and uh, the the one that we're actually tasting, which I just get into, is their single malt. So um, it's uh, American uh, single malt. Yes, so it's Westward the single malt. Whiskey. Okay, so there it is. It is a it is an interesting one. It came from a tasting I did uh, a, a few weeks ago, um, and uh, I thought this was so unusual that I better let Moraine have a have a go at it uh, and see what he thinks Cause it, it because it is an unusual one. That is what we try to do here. Bring on an the unusual podcast. whiskey. Yeah. Okay. The nose is is just just strange. It is strange. It's not. Fruity, it's not sherry, it's dirty socks. <laughs> yes. Actually, to be more precise, this is what I get on Saturday because I'm a big boy. On Saturday, I bring my laundry to my mother so that she can do my laundry. And when I have, like, for example, towels in there for three days and I open up that basket. This is kind of the smell. So the mix of dirty socks with um, wet towels. So I, I, it is interesting. Now, just to let people know, it's not the only no, no smell here. No. To, to be honest, you get the oak barrels. It's yes. in a raw oak barrel. Yes, so you, you definitely you get the, get the, the typical whiskey smell. Yeah. It's not a bourbon smell, no, which is not. kind of weird because well, I was thinking... it's a whiskey. Thinking, it's not a yeah, bourbon, I get so that. it's... But I was thinking that in the U.S. they would only be making bourbon no. for some reason. Well, uh, in our 60th episode, we're going to be drinking a very special, interesting whiskey. Yes. But it's a Tennessee whiskey, which has a completely different process. It's not a Tennessee bourbon. No. Oh, no, Tennessee no, whiskey. Yes, whiskey. Yeah. Anyway, just go okay. back to this. Yes. So there's also banana in here. So there's that yeah. kind of sort of sweet fruit that's not the stewed fruit, but there's banana in here. And then the smell to me... Believe it or not. So Imagine, a bit of raspberries as well. Yeah, I think there's okay. a, a touch of, yeah. uh, of, of forest fruits in there. But to me, that, that overall unusual smell is when you walk into a barn full of animals. You know, it's kind of dusty and, and damp. And, and, and it, that's exactly what was yeah. in my nose the first time I, I kind of nosed this drink. But it's <laughs> strange. And it makes you wonder what the hell I'm going to taste. Yes. <laughs> And I'm I'm wondering, like, some whiskeys are just on the nose, very something-something, and then when you taste them, they're completely different. I'm kind of hoping that this is a bit like fruitier. <laughs> yes. No, to be honest, it's not a bad smell. It's an, it's an interesting smell, but it's not like, ooh, I don't want to taste this because this, this smells so bad. No, definitely not. 
It's it's sharp and spicy on the taste. But the aftertaste is, again, a different thing altogether. It is a single malt. And it, the first taste kind of really does hit you between the teeth, but not in a bad way because it's kind of it got a lot of depth to the taste. It's very it's complex. Mm. Yes, very great aftertaste. Absolutely, and you can mm. taste the beer. You can taste the IPA. Yes, in fact, even a touch Guinnessy. It's kind of malty. Yeah, yeah, malty is the right word. Yes, like malty, like a proper malt beer that still has the the process going on yes. in the in the bottle i think there's probably yes. a word for that in some of these posh whiskey tasters come with and say oh yeah. yeah that is and then they'll say the word now what i what i find interesting is that when you take the nose after you've done the taste it's that kind of the fruit becomes more prominent you can really smell the banana in there after you've done the tasting I mean, and save some because I think a drop of water will be do the um, world of good. I will, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, considering when you smelled it, you were talking about things like old socks and barns full of animals. It's not the kind of thing you put on your marketing brief, is it? Yeah, we got a whiskey that tastes like bananas and old socks. But, <laughs> it's true. But it doesn't put you off. I mean, I would go buy a bottle no. of this. I would. Oh, he's yeah, no, about no, that. yeah, no. I'm just, just thinking. Just... I'm just thinking about would I? How much is a bottle? No, I have no idea. Oh no! Oh, if it's if it's under fifty euros, yes, I would be tempted to get one. Sixty-one euros oh, here. No. So it's in the sixty euro mark. Okay. Um, but it is a complex whiskey. It is a very complex, and if if you leave it, it's still there. Yes. Um, and it leaves me, it, it leaves my mouth a bit dry on the on the front side as well. Like yeah, all the taste is at the back. My my Freddie Mercury mm. lips on the teeth on the front. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and the the finish is is typically orangey lemony. It's not sweet. It's no, but as you said, with that malted barley uh, in there as well. So I just added a few drops of water. In there. The nose changes with a drop of water. The socks do disappear, but you would expect that. And you t- kind of get a touch of citrus then. Uh, once that, once you've added that water. Yeah, that, a bit of sour. Yeah. Sour yeah. notes. Yeah, true. But I think the, the whiskey taste itself is better without the water. I think, mm-hmm. I think that spiciness that is in that whiskey, yeah, uh, is part of the experience. Yeah, and then that that wonderful kind of, and it's a smoothness, that depth and smoothness on the finish, is really quite a pleasant experience. It is, and I was I was thinking, when would I drink this whiskey? Whenever you had the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> no, I would say somewhere in a. On a on a hot summer day where you're sitting outside in the evening, and it's it's getting a bit chilly, then this would make this would do miracles. I tell you where I I it was an interesting thought I had a few mm. weeks ago when I tasted this. I was thinking the same question, and I came to a funny conclusion. So we talk about a smoky whiskey being by the side of a fire, you know, yeah. at the end of a nice mm-hmm. meal. Okay, but imagine you finished that smoky whiskey and you want something just to 
mellow Wrap out and yeah. calm down. And I think this is ideal for it. I think it, it would it's easily strong enough to stand up to a smoked whiskey and the, on the finish of a smoked whiskey. Yes, with the spice and yeah. the peppery notes. And, and yeah. then this this wonderful aftertaste of mellowness. Mm-hmm. I think I honestly think it, it it will be wonderful after a smoked whiskey, you know, as part of a closing down of the night yes. and yeah, uh, and that then that would be yeah. interesting. So I think if I ever do get a bottle, I will certainly test that synopsis but, and, and take it from there. Um, I, I I see what you mean, but I'm maybe thinking this might be a tad too complex to wrap things up. Maybe I think you need another one after this <laughs> to really wrap things up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think so. Just uh, yeah. so I'll make sure that we do one or the other. Anyway, yeah. uh, what have we done today? We've brought you a very unusual whiskey. It is unusual. It's yes. unusual on the nose. Yes, definitely. But, you yeah. know, it's not dislikable. It's just it's not. really unusable. Yeah. It's uh, warm. Unusual. It's warm it as is. well. It's a very warm, loving whiskey. Yes. It it does show that whoever blended this, or well, it's not a blend, it's a single malt, but the, the master distiller here, Really knew what he was talking about when it came to putting this drink together. Yes. I think it's lovely. Yeah. All righty. So this was one hell of a podcast. We were actually coming up to one minute and five, so we've broken okay. the hour again. Yeah. But okay. hey, we... this was a great pissing contest. <laughs> yes, it was. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, sir. And the winner is. It depends, it depends, of course. <laughs> yeah, we, we know all of that. Yes. But just to, to recap, whenever you're making this decision, if a new organization or you're thinking about your company, should I dive straight into MS Teams? Which, of course, is the temptation, yeah? Yes. We must have MS Teams. It's new, Everybody's it's MS shiny. Teams. And, of course, when today's pandemic kind of environment uh, and, and the new hybrid coming working environment yes. with all the communication things then then it's tempting in there but if you mm. do go with ms teams do consider that you may well be losing some you know some of the things that sharepoint brings to that process so and, think and about the balance the learning curve hey as moraine says there's a very good chance that they know it if you're using it already but if you're not there's a learning curve to consider the migration and options on there because you know if you put more than a couple of document libraries in a channel you know, or, or on the site itself, it can start to get... There's only a certain amount of tabs you can put onto a, you yeah, know, a SharePoint They don't site. have to be tabs. All right. There's a second option, but <coughs> well, yeah, let's talk about that, that now. next time. But, but anyway, um, uh, the old collaboration communication is definitely a thing to consider, uh, the workflow and the apps. But, I, you know, guys, I really hope that you got a lot of information around this just from a simple subject of what would you give somebody first SharePoint Online or Teams. And I have to say, I am biased. I've been working in SharePoint since it was first released 20 years this year, all right, Um, and teaching it, delaying it, rolling it out, putting solutions on it. So I am biased, I know. But I do understand the real value that MS Teams has got. So, uh, yeah, from my perspective, it does depend. But I think we've given you a really good outline of what you should consider. So, as always, Moraine, I'll give you the last word. And I know you are not going to be able to resist talking about MS Teams before you say goodbye. But, uh, hey. Exactly. Because for about one hour and five minutes, the only thing we agreed on was whiskey. And let's keep it that way. Because that is interesting. I think we are both right in our own way. Um, And that's it for me. If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road? That would be awesome. 
If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass. And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See you next time. Oh, Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moraine, on the next Office 365 Easter.